folks, and good afternoon to those that are looking in on our broadcast. Matthew asked if I would take this afternoon's service, so here we are. <clears throat> Reminded me of, I've told you the story so many times, but I think it's a funny one myself. <clears throat> Preaching at a little wee country church in New Brunswick one time, and the guy showing me around, he said, uh, <clears throat> Since sometimes in the evening, once in a while, some of our folks will nod off. But we have a, usually a bucket of crab apples beside the pulpit, and you just start winging them, but they might fall asleep. <laughs> so I said to my wife, I says, hey, you know, we don't have crab apples, but we've got that whole great big bag of tennis balls. <laughs> she says, you remember that when Matthew's preaching. <laughs> Not that I fall asleep when you preach it. Okay. Where are we at here? <clears throat> all right. Good afternoon and all that. And welcome to those uh, looking in on our, our uh, service today and the broadcast. We look in the Bible again here today at some things. And we're going to carry on uh, basically where we left off. Not quite, but uh, turn to uh, John chapter 14. <clears throat> and you know that we were talking about this morning that I will come again and receive you unto myself. The Lord Jesus is going to come back someday. And you know, if you get looking around at the earth and you get looking at the things happening in the, in the, on the world, in the world, you think, boy, oh boy, you know, how, how much worse can it get? You know, he's going to have to, I think it was Leonard Ravenhill said that if God doesn't soon uh, do something, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, the world's going, uh, it's, it's going crazy, eh? But anyways, it, it will happen at some point. It'll, the, uh, uh, the fullness of the Gentiles will come in. At some point, uh, uh, the Lord will start opening the seals. And at some point, he'll be coming in the clouds to remove his people. Amen? Amen. All right. And we're going to talk this morning about, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the big things that we need to do <laughs> is have a word of prayer. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time for us to look into the word, your word again, Lord. We just pray that you just help us with this message this, uh, this afternoon here, Lord. We just thank you for your grace. We thank you so much for your word that you've given to us. When we read the word, we are not left to our own uh, devices and such, Lord. We just thank you now. Bless this message and help us, Lord, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Um, as the Lord is uh, instructing his disciples in the uh, upper room, we find that there's an awful lot of stuff happening in the upper room, a lot of things he's saying. Come to the end of chapter 13 or somewhere in there, right on through to the end of chapter 17, all takes place, if I'm not mistaken, all takes place in the upper room. That's a lot of stuff and a lot of words and a lot of things going on. It wasn't until chapter 18 that they left and went to the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and according to John. We're looking here, one of the things that comes up often and you'll say, he says, I'm going away, he's telling them, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to leave, I'm going to send the comforter. And uh, he says in uh, verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. And whither I go, whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? So there's, this is upon the heart of, of Thomas, and probably some of the other disciples as well. He says, what's going on? Where are you going? We don't know the way. You're talking about this. We, we, we don't know. 
And so verse 6, we want to look at verse 6 today, and this is just going to be, uh, we're not going to uh, take it all apart and, and, and delve way into it or anything like that, just a, a basic, very simple message that, uh, on a few of the things here in verse 6. So Jesus' answer to him is, and Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Okay, so we want to look at those uh, uh, three things, have those things in our uh, minds as we look at these a few things here. So the, the answer, he says, I am the way. And first of all, he says, I am. And we don't take that very lightly when you see that, <clears throat> excuse me, in our Bible. We know that that is a declaration of deity, because you know all about Exodus uh, chapter 12, or no, or was it three? Exodus chapter 3, sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, when... Uh, 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 Moses asked uh, the Lord, the burning bush, well, who, who, you want him to go, go back and say, let my people go, and well, who shall I say has sent me? He says, I am that I am. So we see that, that title as a title of, of God is to be taken very seriously. It's not just a uh, matter of speech. You say, well, yeah, somebody calls you for supper. Yeah, I am coming, I'm coming. No, and when Jesus Christ says, I am, remember it, you'll see later on, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when they come to arrest him, and he says, who are you looking for? And he says, Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am. And in our Bible, it says, I am he, and the he is in italics. Okay, it's not in the text. It's not in the Greek text. It's not in as the Spirit of God gave it. Jesus said to them, I am. Mm -hmm. and they all fell backwards. Huh? They get up, and he says, and who are you looking for? <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. He does have a sense of humor, I think, right there. <clears throat> and they said, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am. He says here, I am. So Jesus is declaring that he is God Almighty. A lot of people these days, maybe not so much these days, but there's a lot of people looking for something, some kind of religious experience or something. And I suppose, you know, uh, I talk to people, witness to them as such, and I mentioned to them that, you know, a lot of people, most people, it seems, want to get to heaven some way or another. They think you're going to get there because they're a good person or whatever. But Jesus is the door. Amen? Amen. You don't get to heaven except you go through the door, and that's Jesus Christ trusting in him. But he says right here that I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way of salvation. He says, I am the way to God. People looking for truth. People looking for life. He says, I am that right there. And there's so many people, so many different ways that people have today, so many religions and cults and isms and people are on this way and they're on that way and they're looking here, looking this way. They're trying to get there. The Bible says that, uh, that there's two ways. There's a broad way and many go in there at, leads to destruction. And there is a narrow way that leads unto life. That's the way that Jesus Christ is right there. He says that. You look at uh, Cain way back in the Old Testament, way back in Genesis, where Cain comes to the Lord. Now the Lord had told them and showed them how to approach him. And there were some certain things that had to be um, met, certain things that had to be done. Um, he had made a salvation and approach to him as a gift. And it must be his, his way, or the highway kind of thing, you know, and it must be the uh, shedding of blood and there must be a substitute as uh, um, 
Abel had, he had brought uh, uh, a lamb, and it, he had done as God said, but Cain says, well, I can just bring the works of my hands. And many are, many, many people today are approaching God, or trying to approach God by the works of their hands, something that they can do. God says, no, I didn't tell you that. He says, my son Jesus Christ, whom God manifests in the flesh, there he is, as if God was on the cross. The Bible says that. There he is on the cross. I placed upon him all the sins of the world, the punishment, everything, everything, everything. And he suffered for that. And he suffered in his soul and physically. And he died there, shed his blood. He was a substitute, a lamb in your place. And blood was shed and a death took place. And he was buried and he rose again on the third day to show you that these things are true. That's what I've given. Not the fruit of the ground or the work of your hands or such. Mm -hmm. But people are looking for the, a, a way, sometimes a way out, a way from God. If you read Psalm 2, that the, the, uh, the heathen has said, you know, let's cast off our, our, our bondage, our bands. Cast off God, basically. You're seeing that today. God's being cast off in every which way you turn. And these other ways are not going to get people there, are they? It's a shame. It's just a terrible, terrible shame. Cain, who tried to approach God, was rejected. Okay? Uh, it has to be an acceptable offering. And we can read back in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. It says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. And Adam and Eve had sinned. Okay? And they tried to cover themselves up with fig leaves. That didn't do the job. That was it wasn't good enough. God says, "I'm going to make. I, I will make covering for you." Here's the first mention of sacrifice in the Bible. God Himself did. Mm -hmm. uh, the fig leaves have failed. Now God comes and He slays an animal. He kills an animal. He takes the skins and clothes Adam and Eve. Adam's skin itself is flesh is not only covered but atoned for in the mention of that first sacrifice. Now in this first sacrifice we see three things. I already mentioned it. Salvation must be God's gift. It was God who provided the animal. God will provide. We read uh, when uh, uh, Isaac was going to be offered up. He was told uh, his father was told that God will provide a sacrifice. How'd it go? God will provide himself a sacrifice. Okay. It must be by the shedding of blood and the death must be by a substitute. And all those things are found in that passage there. All those things are found in that, uh, uh, that interaction with uh, uh, Cain and Abel. And God made the, the coats of skins himself wasn't the work of Adam's hands. God made that. In order to get these skins of animal, an innocent animal, our animals naturally must die and blood was shed. We have there what we call the law of first mention. Mm -hmm. If God mentions something early on, you'll read it like early on in the Bible, God says, this is how this goes. That's how it's going to be through the Bible. It's mentioned first like that, you can be assured it's going to stay like that through. You check it out. We'll go over that some other time. The first mention principle. And uh, 
we, and we see that. Uh, as the law first mentioned, every subsequent sacrifice after that to be acceptable to God must meet those three requirements of that first occurrence. It must be God's gift, not anything that man does or brings. You can't bring anything to the table. God brings it. God brings the gift. God brought his son. God was in Jesus Christ. It must be by blood. Blood must be shed. People call uh, uh, Christianity slaughterhouse religion. Yeah, well, if you look at it from God's standpoint, sin is pretty horrible. Pretty horrible. I remember hearing a story one time, this one young preacher, I think I probably told you this one too. The young preacher, they had a young family, and they had little wee kids and baby and stuff, and he brought in one morning, he brought a diaper in, he opens it up, and it's, it's been soiled, it's there. He says, you know how God sees sin? He sticks his finger in the brown and puts it in his mouth. And everybody goes, recoils, you know. He says, that's how God sees sin. And probably worse than that. Oh, yeah, it was peanut butter. Okay? <laughs> okay, just get that straight. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you omit one of those things in God's gift, if you omit that it must be by the blood, if you omit that, that it's, it has to be the death of a substitute, you haven't got the right recipe. Can you imagine... Uh, can you imagine... Uh, uh, Having the wrong recipe for making your food is one thing, but having the wrong recipe for the way to heaven, the way to eternal life, okay? You make one of those things and God must reject your offering. God rejects you saying, well, well, I'm a good person. God says, no, no, we're not. There's none righteous, no, not one. So, well, I go to church all the time. He never said that. I was been baptized. That won't save you. You do this or that. I know this. You don't know anything. There must, it must be God's gift, it must be by the blood, it must be the death of the substitute. You omit any one of these and you've got a problem. You've got a problem there. It has to be the acceptable offering and that only offering, the only thing that God Almighty, the Father, accepts is His Son, Jesus Christ, and the work of the cross, His death, burial, and resurrection. He accepts nothing else. Three. That's what the Word of God says. You may find other things in other books and such, but God has said in His Word, that's the way to heaven. And He holds His hands out to you. We look at three, these three things, the way, the truth, and the life. People, people want those things. They want the way. People want it their own way, don't they? They want any way. Okay? As long as, as I said earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, there's only two ways. You're on the Broadway. Isn't that interesting that they have in the, in the um, is, it, is it New York has Broadway and they have Broadway plays and stuff? Isn't that interesting they would use that? Where'd they get that from? Why would they call it the narrow way? Because it's not. Because it's, there's probably things in there that are anti-God. So I don't have in mind. Just thinking out loud there. <clears throat> the Broadway and the, narrow, and the narrow way, Jesus Christ said it's a narrow path. You can't come with anybody else. You come by yourself. It's a narrow path. And the truth, people don't like to be lied to. I, I just, I, I guess I assume that because I really don't like to be lied to. Does anybody here like to be lied to? Don't put your hand up. Anyway, you're just trying to 
<laughs> it's always somebody. Uh, people uh, don't like to be lied to. They want the truth. God says the truth is that we're all sinners. We all need something. You can't get to heaven from where you are at, from where you are. You've got to have a substitute. Jesus Christ took your place at the cross of Calvary. There's a substitute. Shed his blood. There's the blood that God says. And it's a gift of God. God sent his son. There goes right there. He gave his only begotten son. Gave him to the cross. Okay? Those three things. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Many reject the truth as they listen to error. Many reject the truth because the truth of Jesus Christ and the truth itself, because they listen to what man is saying. They'll read man's books and so on and so forth. They won't read the book of God. When you know in your heart, you know that there's something special about the Bible. People know there's something special about that. The way, the truth, and the life Everybody wants their life to be good. And, you know, I do. You do. We all want to have long lives without problems. Okay? We're deteriorating as we get older. We'd like that not to be problems. One of the problems we have is that people run to the doctors and stuff. There's nothing wrong with going to the physician if you're sick and so on and so forth. You go to God first. Asa was diseased in his feet because he ran to the, the doctors and not the to the physicians and not the Lord. Okay? They can't help you with eternal life. Eternal life is of God, is with God, and God's way, if you will take it. This is the truth. This is the way. This is the life. Jesus Christ is all those things. He's all those things. Accept Him. Believe in Him. Trust in Him. Put your faith in Him. And you'll be saved, you'll be forgiven, you'll become a child of God, heaven will be your home. You will be changed and the gift of the Spirit of God will come and live right inside and change it. But I want you just to think about it, that's all. This is to anybody that's listening and doesn't know Jesus Christ, I suppose. Just think about it. Ten out of ten people die. We all die, we're all going to buy it sometime. I suppose you saw in the news the other day at Niagara Falls, there was a terrible car accident. How many, how many of you saw that, heard about that? These folks in this car, they first they thought a bomb had exploded. So they shut down all the crossings and stuff. They found out later on, they had a, there was actually a video of it in this car coming along at high speed. It was a very expensive Bentley coming along. They, they were moving. They were moving. They hit a, some kind of a ramp sort of thing. And they flew into the air, like 30, 40 feet in the air, and traveled an amazing, amazing uh, distance. It was right at the uh, Rainbow Bridge there. And they hit a, probably a concrete thing there, you know. And the car disintegrated. There's nothing left. Nothing left with them either. We got thinking about that. And those people that morning, they, or wherever it was they were coming from, wherever they were going, they didn't know or didn't think that this is their last day on earth. They didn't know that. They were driving foolishly. They were going probably way over 100 miles an hour. I mean, to, to have a big car like that go up into the air and fly along. Now I was thinking about 
you watch it on the on the video, they got in short, slow motion, and it takes a few seconds for the car to move a long distance in the air. Could you imagine those poor people when they were in that state? They're in there and they're up in the air. The cars flying through the air. What would they feel? Say, hey, this is fun, eh? It would be absolute terror for a short time, mm -hmm. and the absolute terror because there's no way out of this. You've got to land. And land they did. And they crashed and they're gone. Whether they went to heaven or hell, I do not know. But you, God says, and you be assured of it, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you will go to hell, it says. And you will await the judgment to be punished. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You will wait. And God will judge you and you will go to the lake of fire. God has made us as a three-part being, body, soul, and spirit. Our spirit, our soul, will live forever. This old body will go into the ground. Okay? But your spirit will live forever. And you will go there. And someday you'll be risen up, risen up and brought before Jesus Christ and given a body, and you'll stand before him and he'll judge you. But could you imagine those people? They did not know that when they got up that day, we make well, we better have a good time today. This is our last day. We're all gonna buy it. Everybody's gonna buy it sometime. Car crash, sickness, just old age, just wearing out, okay? It's what's going to happen. Do you know Jesus Christ? Which path are you on? Which way are you going? Answer it to yourself. Which way are you going? Do you accept or you, do you reject Jesus Christ and what the Word of God says about Him? Do you know Him? Do you have eternal life? This could be your last day. You don't know when. Are you on the pathway to hell or the pathway to heaven? We're all going to live forever somewhere in heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. Just think about it, that's all. Just think about it. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you now, Lord. We thank you for the Bible. It shows us who we are, what we are. It shows all about yourself, Lord, and all we need to know, and the way of salvation and such through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We pray, Lord, if any listening to this would hear today, you would prick their hearts and to, for them to see and understand that we are all headed on, on the pathway to hell unless we get off it, unless we get saved, unless we accept the substitute, the gift of your son to the cross of Calvary for his bloodshed, for his death, a substitute for every one of us and in his resurrection. And we see, Lord, the salvation through faith and belief in him. Lord, we pray in prick consciences. And for Christians that are listening, Lord, uh, we would look and see people around us and people we meet every day. We see them as those ones flying through that air. They're going to land soon and it's over. Help us, Lord, give us opportunity to share the gospel. And we just thank you now for all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, folks. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye now.